Hi guys. Hi loves. Hi loves. I'm Gabs and this is my girlfriend Soph. And we are your podcast hosts. Welcome to Queer Podcast, where we bring you all things queer, my dear. We speak to a different guest each episode as they tell us their coming out story. We listen to the good, the bad, the ugly and the outright hilarious. This is the content that we wish we had when we were stuck in the closet. And it's such a pleasure to be able to speak to some amazing people each episode and bring you a new and different story. If you've got a coming out story that you want to share, get in touch with us, email or DM on Instagram at qu.ear. Sit back, relax, grab a cuppa. And a biscuit. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, thank you. And keep an ear out for queer. We're live on air. Three, two, one. Check in. No, that's the. <laughs> what do they say on walkie talkies? Over. Uh. uh. No. I love. I love. They say that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll stick to what we know. Hello, darling. Hello. <laughs> we just have a new accent every few months. It's like a trend, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, we can it? do that. We can trend we can a new that. accent. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back to Queer Podcast. Episode 15. How are you buzzing, Gabs? I'm so buzzing. I'm just about as buzzing as I was the first time around. <laughs> Even though we've gone to like posting every couple of weeks instead of like know. twice a week. I know. Well, that was just, unrealistic goals, wasn't it? It was. It proved to be a little bit too much. But we didn't anticipate how much work would go into editing. Yeah. You know, there's the audio editing, Instagram editing. Yeah. I just didn't anticipate how lazy you were. Fuck off. <laughs> you should have done (laughs) (laughs) plus now we're both like doing jobs yeah so it's hard to balance everything at once Mm -hmm. but we are gonna be coming at you with some great content yeah yeah we still got a couple more in the closet and they're coming out baby this week we speak to andrea (laughs) andrea 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 (laughs) guess how we know andrea go on oh go on yeah i know everyone guess quick if you said TikTok, you were right. <laughs> TikTok is the place for all the gays. No. It is. I'm telling you. I'm still not getting it. Anyway, yeah, so this is a good story for you. She serves a... Aperol spritz, darling. She serves an Aperol spritz with a side of gay. <laughs> the best kind of Aperol spritz. Yeah. I don't even like Aperol spritz, but if someone was like, here's a side of gay with your Aperol spritz. Yeah. Like, oh, I'll I mean, that. it's a good idea, really, isn't it? You know, mm. loosen them up a bit. Get them a little bit drunk. No. Obviously, we do Hit not. Con- with the news. We do not condone making people drunk in order to get Before them to you do hit things. Them with, the, with a decent bit of news. <laughs> Andrea is a lovely girl who's recently moved to Brighton. Mm. So we'll be seeing her at Brighton Pride, hopefully. Yes. The gayest city in the UK. Let's take it away, Andrea, Andrea, Andrea. <laughs> we hope you enjoy the story, loves. <laughs> enjoy, loves. Enjoy, my lovelies. Hi Andrea, welcome to Queer Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? So good, thanks. How are you? Very good, thank you. Good. Are you excited to be on the podcast? Oh yeah, super excited. I've been listening to um, the few episodes that you came out already with um, for the past few weeks. Oh nice. Oh good, good. I'm glad you like them. It's really good, I love it. Just for people that 
don't know yet, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? So my name is Andrea, I'm 24 years old, I'm currently studying in Brighton and I'm from France. France. Ooh, lovely. Prague. <laughs> La Grenouille. <laughs> People say that, they call me Ratatouille, so it's... <laughs> I love that. So you're here to tell us all about your coming out story. Yes. Yes, I hope you're going to find it interesting. I'm sure we will. So go on, we'll leave the floor to you. Where does it start? I first came out to my close family when I was 11. Wow. Wow, that's, well, early, yeah. I think I blame it on the L world. Yeah, I know I should have watched it, but I started watching it. It was my gay awakening, Shane, you know. Um, <laughs> we know your type then. then. <laughs> uh, it's weird. Now I really go for a completely different type. But yeah, at first I was like, I want this. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> Very interesting choice. Back then, you know, like the internet connection was not a big thing. So yeah, I had to rely on DVD. I couldn't take the... Am I gay quizzes yet? So. <laughs> Google, um, am I gay? Yeah, well, we didn't have that. So, so I, I had to find another way. I had to rely on Shane. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so then I did tell my aunt with who I'm really close. And I was like, oh, yeah, I think I like girls. And maybe guys do. I don't know. Um, and I told my mom and my dad. And they're like, it's just a phase you don't know at 11. Like, mm. I mean, I kind of understand their thought process is true. 11 years old is quite early. Yeah, I mean, at, at that age, you are figuring out your sexuality. Well, what, what that even means, what mm. sexuality even is, you know, let alone who you're attracted to. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I don't think I it was in a sexual way at all. It's just that in at school, I wanted to hold my friend's hand instead of the boy's hand, if you know what I mean. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I started feeling like, oh, there's probably something. And funny enough, most of the girls with who I was friend uh, in primary school, even, they're now gay. So now my parents are like, oh, it makes sense. Like, it didn't really take me seriously. And then I officially came out 2019 um, to my mom. And she told me to wait to tell my dad until I was 100% sure. Mm. What she meant was like, wait until you have a relationship with a girl. I was like, right. well, I can't be with a girl until I tell you guys. Yeah. Yeah yeah were you living at home at the time well when i told my mom i was still living in amsterdam for my bachelor so it was cool because i then went on holiday with friends and i stayed at some friend's house so i didn't really have to deal with my parents yeah, at that point yeah. and then i went back home for a few months because i i didn't know what i wanted to do if i wanted to stay in europe or go to the us for my master so uh, when covid happened i had to stay with them mm. yeah can i just ask how you told your mom I think we were talking about boys or something and she was telling me that I was very picky because yeah I say if guys have two small hands I don't like it because they look like T-Rex I don't <laughs> like it. so she's like Andrea you can't say that I'm like yes those are my criteria so and I was telling her that yeah if they're not open with their feelings I don't want it if they're not in tune with their feminine Side, I don't want it. Mm -hmm. So I was giving all these criteria. She's like, "You're never gonna find a guy." I'm like, "Yeah, because the, the bar for men are, is so low." And I'm not a man eater whatsoever. <laughs> I was just like joking about it. Yeah. And then at some point there was a big silence, and I turn around like, "But you know that you might end up with a, a daughter-in-law, right?" <gasps> and she looked at me. She's like, "Ha ha ha!" I'm like, "No, I'm not joking." And then yeah. Wow, I like what? that. That's like yeah. a. I like that way of putting it. Yeah, I mean, the thing is that sometimes I, I don't know, I'm a little bit of um, impulsive. And so it doesn't really matter who I'm talking to or 
what's going on around me if I have to say it, it just comes out yeah so yeah my mom knows me but I know that for other people when I said it they were like whoa <laughs> you could have said it a bit like introduced it eased in <laughs> yeah. yeah ease her in a little bit like <laughs> slow with the bait <laughs> yeah and what was very funny is that that night we ended up going to see um a friend of my family who was actually dutch and lived in amsterdam and he's gay like he's been openly gay for years he's had children he's married so wow. it was nice to then being able to have this conversation with him and kind of him helping me with my mom and my mom was really open about it. Obviously, she has a lot of queer friends, but you know, when it comes to your child, sometimes yeah, it's okay with other people's child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Not- but under your under yeah. the same roof, it's a bit different. So that was the coming out of my mom. Yeah. Wow. So what about your dad then? Does he know now? Yeah, now he knows. So obviously, after living with them over the pandemic, uh, my best friend was supposed to come and visit us uh, for the holiday, and she got stuck with us for two months and a half. <laughs> So being with her all the time kind of gave me the confidence to actually speak about these things. So we were always talking about it. I was always like, oh, I don't know. Am I? Am I not? I said to my mom that I was, but what if I'm not? Because on I started using TikTok and a lot of people were like, yeah, if you never had a relationship with a woman, you can't say that you're a lesbian or you can't say that you're gay. That's just not how it works. You can't let them. PSA to everyone out there. No one else can dictate how you identify, what you like, who you like, who you are. No. <laughs> but that's why I feel like I fell into the wrong kind of category of yeah, people. Yeah, I understand. Take- yeah. And so it brought many doubts, but I'm so grateful that my best friend was here with me because she was like, who the fuck cares what these people think? Yes. Like, clearly they're close-minded. So mm-hmm. just be yourself, it's fine. And so then I started making content for TikTok. Mm. Help the process. And then I came out to my dad and my grandmother who is very religious. She is religious on my dad. I did that right before I left for Brighton. Wow. So it was like, again, drop the bomb, bye. Yeah. <laughs> I'll leave you with that. See you um, God knows when. <laughs> yeah. That day we were celebrating my driving license. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm gay and I can, I, I'm not sure I can drive really well, but I have <laughs> Oh my God, she is elite. <laughs> and the stereotype, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, we were joking about, my grandma was like, oh, so are you going to find us like a Prince Harry or something? And I was like, I don't know, maybe I'll find you a Megan instead yeah. as a joke again. And my cousin was like, oh, I had no idea. She was like, oh, let's take the piss, you know? And she's like, yeah, Janine, why not? Like, you know, women are beautiful and so i start smiling at my cousin and i say yes with my head like that and she looks at me confused she's like huh i'm like yeah <laughs> and she looks at me she's like huh i'm like no i'm not joking anymore she's like wait what my dad turns around wait what my grandma huh <laughs> it was very funny my, my mom in her seat was like oh shit oh god <laughs> <laughs> but i kind of knew i wanted to say it so i'm good at making aperol spritz and that's my family's favorite cocktails so I kind of doubled, tripled the dose. <laughs> Aperol spritz with a side of gay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know, as I said, like, I'm not very good at easing things, you know. So I thought maybe a bit of alcohol will help. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, when I say that, they all looked at me and was like, oh, oh yeah. So um, what I mean is that I, I know I like women. I might like men too. I'm not sure. So I'm going to call myself bisexual from now on. Mm-hmm. And my grandma was like, oh my God. 
And my dad was like, who the fuck cares? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good reaction. Yeah. Yeah. Because no one really should care. I, I didn't know what to make of it. So I was like, can you explain your feelings right now? Mm. He's like, yeah, who the fuck cares? Like, why are you making such a big deal out of it? <laughs> and then obviously, because my dad and I were very much alike, we started getting into a fight. Oh, no. And yeah, I, was, I told him, I was like, yeah, well, the, the reason why I'm making a big deal out of it, dad, is because in certain countries, I don't have rights. Yes. And preach. Like, oh. So, and also from now on, whenever someone says the word faggot, I don't want you to just, you know, cover it under the rug. Mm-hmm. I just want you to stand up for me, mm-hmm. to defend me. Mm-hmm. If someone talks shit about me, I just want you to be able to be like, I'm going to erase you from my life if you keep on talking about queer people this way yeah. or if you don't support their rights or whatsoever. And he was like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, I, I get it. Oh, nice. So, yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's my coming out story. Wow. Yeah. So you realized when you were about 11, but then you yeah. only came out to your family pretty recently. What was that time like for you sort of in between realizing you said like coming out to yourself and coming out to them? Cause it's quite a long time. Well, th- this is the thing which was very difficult is that I knew, but everyone was telling me it was just a phase. And mm. back then it was just before the Tumblr era. I had a little blog on a French platform called Skyrock and I was very emo at that time and people were making emo pages where you would vote for who is best dressed, the makeup, things like that. And you had to put your sexual orientation and I put bisexual. Wow. And I received so much hate. Really? Children my age or even older people that were probably 20. I don't even know what they were doing on that platform, to be honest. Mm. They were like, you don't know why you're saying that. Why are you putting a, you know, a flag on or putting yourself in a box? You have no idea what you're talking about. Blah blah blah. Well, if you said straight, you'd be putting yourself in a box anyway. Yeah. Like, who's to tell you what what your sexuality is? No, exactly. So, but when you're 11, obviously you believe more what other people tell you. Yeah. Than. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. So I went straight back into the closet and stopped questioning it. Yeah. So I, I completely ignored it for years Mm -hmm. yeah but I had so many queer friends and I grew up with a friend of mine that is now quite a figure in the movement and I remember telling her oh I wish I was a I was a man so I could be gay yeah because this the thing is that back then even in movies there was not that much representation Mm. but people were so much more open to the idea of having a gay best friend but it had to be a man yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. so yeah I I completely ignored it for many years but kept on getting very attracted to straight girls Mm -hmm. I was thinking oh they're just really like my good friend yeah yeah it's a fine line sometimes Mm -hmm. isn't it and especially when you're figuring something out it's like god why have I got these feelings for me friends and you think do I just really like them or like is it something more you just can't Mm -hmm. distinguish between like what's what yeah Yeah, especially at a young age like in your early teenagehood and stuff it's hard to pinpoint that emotion and understand where it lies on the spectrum of friendship is it romantic is it platonic is it somewhere between like what is this yeah yeah like you know the lesson that we're getting from a lot of people's stories is the fact that you are on a journey and one day you do figure that out like it is a confusing journey but we've all got to go through it you know I mean sexuality in itself is a journey and it is confusing at a Mm. younger age but then figuring out your sexual orientation that again is confusing and then the whole bloody process from then is confusing again but you do end up figuring it out oh yeah I mean in a way I'm very happy that 
it happened when it happened like me very much figuring out because I mean growing up I suffered a lot with mental health and growing up where I did like on the French tiny small island in the middle of nowhere in terms of representation or people being open about the idea I feel like I would have struggled even more yeah if I did figure it out very early on and started being myself I, I've seen it through some of my friends who were you know outspokenly gay the bullying the comments yeah. people on the streets yeah. the amount of time we got into fights with people because they were like calling them faggots and stuff yeah. so I feel like if, if I did came out at that time it would have been way harder for me so yes it was a struggle but I'm still very grateful for the way it happened because it taught me so much more about myself and yeah yeah here yeah. I am now absolutely yeah. thriving oh yeah in like one of the gayest cities of the UK <laughs> Yeah, that's that's made sense as well when my dad was like, Oh, okay, so you got into Portland in the US in Edinburgh and Brighton. Mm. Why are you going to Brighton? And then he was like, Oh <laughs> You type in Brighton into Google and the first thing that comes up is like the pride flag. You're like, ah, I get it. <laughs> I, I even think my dad went to Brighton when he was a kid to learn English. But yeah, he was like, Oh, I had no idea when I went there. I was like, Yeah, probably because back then it was not as open as yeah, it is yeah. today. So I'm just going to ask about your mental health growing up, but you don't have to answer if you don't want to. But do you think that, you know, the struggles mentally growing up, do you think that was because you was suppressing some feelings or you was pushing that to the back of your, the back of your mind? Well, I, I think it was part of it, yes. Because, so growing up, I was a very emotional child I was not it was not like tantrum or whatever but I would always say when I was feeling sad lonely or confused about something and I think within this educational system already like 20 years ago it was very different and in an island people are a little bit more close-minded so I've always been told oh my god you're such a drama queen oh my god you're too much of this too much of that Mm. so not only was I suppressing my feelings of who I truly was as a person like who I wanted to love and who I wanted to be you know outside mm-hmm. if you know what I mean yeah. like yeah cool. gay, basically but also in terms of like emotion and being in tune with who I was emotionally yeah. I was always being told like it's too much yeah, yeah so I think it was a combination of these two I just kept on repressing mm-hmm. everything and anything oh, god and that is just like a root to mental health isn't mm-hmm. it and now we're out and proud (laughs) well i'm out and proud still a bit mentally (laughs) i blame that on just my personality and i found coping mechanism you know yeah yeah we all have our coping mechanisms exactly just wait for the sun to come out we can go on the beach and then we'll have bright and pride and all, yes. all of us gays will meet yeah. up and it's going to be a, a smashing mm-hmm. time. Yeah, we need to go to Brighton Pride <laughs> and we'll go yeah. surfing. I can't wait to, to actually go to Pride as now that I came out because I've been to a few Prides, but as an ally. Oh, yeah. wow. So it would this summer potentially could be your first Pride out and proud? Woo! Yes. Yeah. We love that. <laughs> but even if we can't do it, I'll do it for my little Pride moment with flags and stuff on the ledge of my flat yes so one last question before you go if you could have a conversation with 11 year old Andrea or perhaps give some advice to somebody else going through a similar situation what would you say to your pre-closeted self or yeah to someone else like in that position I think to the 11 year old I 
say don't get don't let other people gaslight you mm. be proud of who you are even if other people don't want to hear it it's fine you know who you are so don't ever uh, detach yourself from who you are really uh, within you yeah do not ignore the feeling going through your heart and just be true to yourself and then I'll say to myself when I was you know 18 19 and I started thinking about it again you don't have to to come out to other people in order for you to experience or to explore your sexuality. The the coming out phase is probably like the last thing you should be worried about. Mm -hmm. Like who cares what other people think? Yeah. You need to come out to yourself first. And if you want to experience, just do it. Yes. I love that. It's so important to being yourself is the best thing that you can be. And it might be hard sometimes, but not to let anybody else dictate who that person is and not let anybody else suppress who you want to be and who you, what you want to do and who you want to love. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's crazy, right? Because at the end of the day, we're just fighting to be able to love who we want to love. Mm. It's crazy. It's just about love. I know. So let's not win. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, thanks so much. It's been so lovely hearing your story. I'm so glad I got to meet you through that as well. That was yeah, really great. me too. Well, everybody, check out Andrea's TikTok. Uh, Lara Zendi, um, it's L-A-R-O-S-A-N-D-Y. Yeah, for some gay content. <laughs> Thank you. My personal favourite is um, when you were dancing around with your family to Nobody Knows I'm a Lesbian. Nobody Knows I'm a Lesbian. <laughs> I don't speak <laughs> English, so they can understand. But no one understands English, my family. I mean, my dad, if you start speaking to him, he's probably going to be able to say a few things, but if you play a song no idea so i just played all my gay song dad no idea yeah gab showed me that one it's so good (laughs) i love it well thank you so much thank you we'll speak to you soon Bye. bye we're looking forward to meeting andrea in brighton soon for a cheeky april spritz can you wait yeah so so lovely talking to her what a gal i know she was really great yeah i love that story yeah me too it's a nice one it yeah it's a good story yeah and i believe she's dating now so Ooh, congrats andrea she? yeah oh, cute. yeah got a gal a double date i know oh my god double dates are on the cards i'm loving this life mm-hmm. double dating everywhere we're here we're queer have no fear <laughs> mm. have no fear the queers are here <laughs> <sighs> gabs what do you think about Lawrence Cheney? Lawrence Cheney! Winning the Drag Race UK. Honestly. Yeah, go on, give it to us. I think Bimini was robbed. Yeah, I do. I'm team Bimini all the way. Me too. But at the start, we said that Lawrence was going to win. Yeah. And we were team Lawrence. And then yeah, I really like Lawrence. I really like Lawrence. I think yeah. he's great. I'm like an amazing queen. But I think in terms of diversity, versatility, range of drag. Yeah. Standard of drag. Yeah. I think Bimini should have won. I agree. And also her growth from episode one to Incredible. the last episode was phenomenal. Yeah. Like wow. Oh, that was yeah. like that was like from a caterpillar to the most mm-hmm. beautiful butterfly. Yeah. And we love a vegan girl. We do. <laughs> we do. <laughs> no matter who she or them. Bimini, it's the beast. <laughs> oh my god, a beast like you. Yes. Bimini beast, nutritional beast. <laughs> Next episode, we are talking to Dean. All the way from... Espanol. Espan- he is from the UK. Bristol, I believe. 
but moved to Spain for work. So jealous. Yeah, we were talking to him, it was just pissing down outside and he's there in the sun, so mm. jealous. So Dean is our first bisexual man, man yeah. on the show, Yeah, we very re- exciting. Yeah, we really like, talked about some really good topics with him, didn't we? Yeah. Because there's, a, there's such a stigma with bi males, isn't there? I, I think, think so, yeah. But no, he gets challenged with a lot of questions about his sexuality. So he talks about that, doesn't he? Yes, because he was in a relationship with a woman for mm. a long time, a good few years, whilst still identifying as bisexual. And it sounds like she was incredible about the whole situation. Yes. You know, we here at Queer Podcast, we like to bring you all the emotions. <laughs> we've had some funnies, we've had some sillies, but next week is going to be a combination of a laugh, but also quite deep. Yeah, just covering some like real good topics and proper philosophical discussions here on Queer. You know it, bitch. Yeah. This is what you came for. <laughs> Baby, this is what you came for. <laughs> Yeah, and a great guy too to speak to. So tune in for episode 16 of Queer Podcast. So Gabs, take it away with an outro of Gemma Collins. Go! (laughs) You ain't ever gonna get this candy. The um... (laughs) The hair. It's fucking expensive hair and it's frazzled. (laughs) Because you only have straighteners in here, not heated rollers. (laughs) Straight as the one weirdos use on their hair. <laughs> it's Gemma. Sorry, Gemma. Yeah, Gemma. <laughs> Silly <laughs> cunt. <laughs> See you, loves. See you, loves. Ta-ra, babes. Okay, guys, we're joined by... Our mascot. We're joined by our mascot, Lola. God, that's my cat. And she wants to say a few words. Oh, she doesn't like that. Oh, she doesn't like that. <laughs> no, I'm not surprised that Lola doesn't like having a big foam microphone just shoved in her face. It's not the size of her whole head. The size of her whole head. Well, that's our mascot there for you guys. There'll be much more Lola content coming. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever I am, Lola is. So. It's kind of hard to record the podcast without her mm-hmm. input. Oh. <laughs> Alfie's my favourite. Here at Queer Podcast HQ, we have another mascot, and that is Alfie Cat. Alfie! Alfie! <laughs> Alfie, come on! Oh! oh. <laughs> <laughs> Right, there's a scrap, quick, and the gov. We do have a little bit of rivalry between the mascots. We're currently choosing mascot of the month, and these two are in the top running. So we apologise for the feud. Ooh, Alfie got a quick slap then. Oh, Shit. <laughs> Lola. She's always feisty when she's on the couch. Because they have positions of hierarchy. Yeah. So the higher they are the higher they regard themselves in terms sort of, of mm. sort of boss level. I'm the boss of you. Yeah. So Lola's on the couch right now. No, me and I am the boss of you. Oh, we're, we're on the same level. higher than you. Not really. Oh, come on. Maybe like half an inch. Yeah. If that. Well, isn't that right, Lola, eh? I'm the boss. Pardon? Oh, she said no. <laughs> That's just insulting. <laughs>